Welcome to Taking Action. The podcast focused on optimizing performance through simple actions. Hosted by Louis, a high performance coach for athletes. And Christy, a mindset and confidence coach. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today, Christy and I are going to be talking all things nutrition, particularly from a health standpoint, as opposed to digging into any kind of individual methodologies. But we both believe that nutrition has been made to be overly complex to the point where people are confused about what to eat. And we believe that this area of nutrition should be the least confusing, but it seems to be the most challenging. So Christy, to begin with, what what have you got for us? Well, I think it's important to recognise that everybody eats and drinks. It's how we sustain life, isn't it? And, And when we're thinking about it from a health point of view, you've got to eat enough food to support your goal. And your goal might be different to someone else's goal. It might be the same. But essentially, these decisions around nutrition have to support you and your focus and your goal. And that's why you need to take ownership over it um, to be able to get the results that you want. Yeah. So so when we talk about eating enough food to support your goal, like these days, there is an absolute minefield of information on on particularly on fat loss mm. with calorie tracking, with Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Keto, plant-based, paleo. There's a gazillion different diets and methodologies out there. Mm. But ultimately, it comes down to what aligns with you, what aligns with what you can stick to consistently and what, what supports your goal, what supports your lifestyle and what supports the direction you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. Because one person's weight loss goal might be for aesthetics. One person's weight loss goal might be for health um it yeah. could be weight gain for health it you know there's so could many be performance related could yeah. be could be to improve your sport yeah and keto might not be the best choice for somebody that wants to compete at the highest level of crossfit mm. um like there's just there's just so much and i think what's important today is that we don't want to go into the weeds of any of these methodologies no. we just want to cover nutrition broadly from a from a health perspective and just give some some kind of guiding principles that we believe are most optimal to support somebody and their decisions around food yeah absolutely so i guess the first point being eating enough food to support your goal we kind of covered there so if like it's quite simply if you want to lose weight eat less food if you want to gain weight eat more food if you're happy with where you're at maintain what you do is uh, i guess in the simplest terms but then we know that it's much easier to say this stuff than it is to implement Mm. and that's a whole different rabbit hole that's probably not worth getting into today so the next point we want to come on to is making nutrient-dense choices so this is something that is common knowledge i believe but making nutrient-dense choices as much as possible but like what does that actually mean Mm. So from your perspective, Christy, what 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 are you what have you got there? I think like you say, it's it's common knowledge from your your perspective. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge that, you know, for a long time we have been around sport, we've been around a lot of people with a lot of knowledge. So having these conversations probably, yeah, it does feel like common knowledge, but for some mm. people it might not be. But essentially, as humans, we know really what's kind of good food don't we for our bodies um and nutrient nutrient dense to me means 
are you having the richness in the vitamins, the minerals, the the, the lack of kind of processed food? It's kind of more fresh. Um, they, those types of meals. Um, and also, are you drinking enough water? I know it's not nutritionally <laughs> beneficial, but I think for your body to work optimally and to be able to absorb these nutrients that we're promoting, you need to be drinking water as well. Yeah, sure. Okay, so eat enough food to support your goal. Make nutrient-dense choices as much as possible. What we're talking about there is whole, like, rich food. So fruits, vegetables, good carbohydrates, good sources of fat, good sources of protein. The sort of stuff that most people probably know if they were to think about it. But if they're in a rush or if if they've let themselves get to a state um where they just need convenience it's usually nutrient dense choices go out the window and it's whatever they're craving that comes into play Mm. so i think that ties in with like processed food and trying to minimize the amount of processed food you eat across a day and across a week because quite simply you're getting less nutrients out of it you're getting less vitamins and minerals which isn't going to support your health in most cases processed foods are easy to consume but very dense in calories which means they're very easy to overeat yeah um, and you're not really getting the bang for your buck so that's, that's exactly that's what i was gonna say to words <laughs> out my mouth like when you're looking at a plate are you getting bang for your buck like are you thinking i'm getting the most optimal nutrient dense food into my body in this meal um, or have i run out of time quickly grabbing a, a for me it's always going to be a chocolate bar like i'm i'm naughty like that love me a chocolate bar but like for the same consumption of at a meal, like I'm not going to get what my body needs out of that Mars bar versus, you know, a nutrients dense meal. Yeah. But on that, like you say, for you, it's a chocolate bar. But then I also think we need to be realistic and apply the 80 20 rule to this. Yeah. So 80% of the time, focus on optimal nutrient dense choices. And then 20% of the time, go with a flow. So like you could apply this to social occasions. You could apply this on a, like a weekly basis. So one day of the week, maybe you're a little bit more relaxed in, in what you eat, or it could be across a day, 80% of the day, you're pretty good. And then 20%, you're a little bit more flexible. But I think ultimately you still need to have, you just need to not be an idiot when you're making these choices, like that 20% where you're going with the flow, like, are you eating like a dickhead? And does that, is that consuming eighty percent of your time where you're eating like a dickhead, and twenty percent of the time you're you're focused on being better? Mm, and that relates back to the to the goal, doesn't it? Like when you're thinking about your goal, are you taking ownership of your choices to support that goal? And the eighty twenty rule kind of worked for me really well um, when I became honest with myself that the twenty percent that I was probably you know pushing boundaries towards more 40 50 percent um and of the 80 percent during the week i was i was in that horrible cycle of like oh i'll stick and stick and stick and stick and then blow out at the weekend and i know that's really common with some of my clients um and i'm not a nutritional coach or, or advice like i just offer my own life experience and it soon became clear to me that I was pretty much just lying to myself um about the choices that I was making so yeah and you got to have a little bit of what you love right these things exist in the world we're humans you know we're allowed to make these choices it's just about making sure you're you're being honest and owning those choices yeah 
and I, and I think if you do have a goal and you're not making progress towards it, mm. like having that reflection time to be honest with yourself and like have that hard word, am I being true to myself here? Am I eating to support my goal? Yeah, most of the time. And actually, thinking about your you and I like our coaching experience when you were coaching me, like we probably had the same conversation week after week after mm-hmm. week after week, and I was forced to be accountable week after week after week, and it took months for the penny to drop to go. I cannot make my goal with the lifestyle that I currently have like you gave me so many different jigsaw pieces to the puzzle to try you know we tried fasting we tried upping cardio we tried this we tried that but essentially it came down to own your choices Christy you want this goal to perform better at CrossFit that doesn't fit well with being able to drink the amount I was drinking and eat what I was eating and I think I'd said to myself so many times, but life's for living. Yeah, life is for living. But if you want to then perform well, you can't do both at 100%. You have to make adjustments. Um, so if you, you know, guys, like if you're struggling out there with with this goal and your current choices aren't getting that progress, like get a coach maybe and or think about using a method where you can be a bit more objective um, around your choices. Yeah, sure. Okay, so eating enough food to support your goal, making nutrient-dense choices as much as possible, minimizing the amount of processed food you eat, 80% of the time focus on doing things optimally, like making the right choices, and then 20% of the time let your hair down. After that, we've got learning the difference between actually being hungry and mindlessly eating. Do you have any experience with this? Oh, yeah, loads. Like, personally and and professionally, like... Something that I'm massive with with my coaching is emotional regulation. Um, and it's amazing how us as humans, we've attached a lot of our um, kind of reward system around food. And I guess this comes with a little bit of a trigger warning, guys. Like we need to become more aware of what we're eating and our patterns of what we're eating and when they're attached to emotions, because for instance, for me, when I do really well in something, I'm like, awesome, let's have cake and champagne. Or if I'm feeling really miserable, I'm like, oh, I'll have a chocolate bar. I can't be asked to cook. When I've had a really difficult, stressful situation, it's like, oh, I will, I'll eat something to kind of distract myself. So just kind of get used to, or get, get an understanding of when you're eating for, you know, because you're hungry versus when you're eating to distract yourself or regulate yourself. And if you're interested in some um, emotional regulation and mindful eating stuff, like there's, um, I did a collaboration with a lovely coach over in the US and that's on my Instagram TV. So um, we can attach the link to that in the yeah, notes awesome. below. And I think a another useful tip for like mindless, like mindful eating mm. is to make sure that when you're eating, you're actually focused on the food in front of you and you're not doing it at your desk while you're on your phone scrolling yeah um so you can have your portion control so you, you've got a set amount of food in front of you and then you're just taking five or ten minutes out of your day to just sit and enjoy that food i think that really helps that kind of like mind connection of i'm full up now as opposed to completely zoned out scrolling instagram yeah. waffling down everything and it's the same same in all aspects of our life, isn't it? Like even yeah. if, when we're talking about going for a walk, like are you taking in the sensation in the sensory input of 
eating your food like how does it taste how does it smell like when you're saying focus on your food we're not think saying like sit there no distractions focus on what's in front of you in terms of carbs fats whatever we're talking about enjoy the pleasure of eating mm. because this is for your health you know you want to be able to sit down and take five ten minutes to enjoy your food if not longer yeah and in that, in that same vein the next one is eating slowly and stopping when you're nearly full and again, if you're more mindful of what you're doing and you can actually chew your food, mm. process your food, and then don't eat until you're in a in a food coma and you just stop just before you're nearly full, because then once that once that food kind of settles in and goes through the system, like you're you then won't feel hungry anymore, as opposed to eating as quickly as you can to get as much in and then it settling in and then you just feel like you want to sleep. And personal experience of this historically large domino's pizza would be consumed no question like i would sit there and i'd be like this is my treat these are the kind of like i'm gonna say lies like lies feels like appropriate lies i was telling myself i've paid for my food i'm not going to waste my food because i've paid for it this is my treat therefore i'm going to enjoy every single part of that and also, oh, I've had a really good week, I'll have dominoes. Or I've had a really shit week, I'll have dominoes. And I would tell myself this. And then I would sit there and eat it, watching a film, whatever. And I would easy, easy eat that. However, growth. Last Friday, before climbing Snowden or halfway, halfway up Snowden, had pizza and I ate it. And because I was paying attention to it and I was telling myself, like, I'm eating this because I know it's going to give me a little bit of fuel. It's not the most nutrient dense. So I don't need to eat all of it. Am I feeling full? Yeah. And that comes from being more mindful. And I didn't eat the entire pizza. And sometimes I think with food, and particularly in my experience, you get this like weird FOMO that you're going to miss out on food. Like with pizza, like if I don't eat the whole thing, like, oh God, I'm going to miss out. Or like if I don't have the dessert, I'm missing out. But you're not. Like a chocolate brownie will still be a chocolate brownie in a couple of weeks if you if you want to account for that then um the half the pizza is going to taste the same as the whole pizza um so thinking about relating it back to your goal like you don't need to treat yourself you don't you can enjoy pizza as part of your diet it's just whether you have that kind of association with that missing out that kind of almost anxiety if i need to eat it all and that comes from being more mindful and regulating your emotions better i feel in my experience yeah yeah awesome okay so then after eating slowly and stopping when you're nearly full, we're then saying to try and have a portion of protein with every meal. Now, pro I think protein is gets a lot of attention these days, which is good. Yeah. Um, and the reason we want to focus on having a portion of protein with every meal is because protein keeps us full, keeps us fuller for longer. And also if you're training hard, protein is going to aid your recovery um, and it's going to help you build muscle. Because I don't think there's many people out there that don't want to build muscle in some capacity. Mm. Um, and, proteins, and protein is the kind of the solution to that. Training hard and then eating adequate protein. And now there is a goal number of protein we want to hit in a day, which we won't, we won't get into now. But all I will say is if you're not having a protein portion of protein of every meal, that's quite a tough number to hit. Mm. Yeah, and... Also, I think for those who aren't overly interested in, in macros and the breakdown, like you said, just having that 
is it's so important for muscle retention isn't it yeah. Which essentially you know as we're an aging population if you want to be able to do the things you want to do if you want to be able to get on and off the toilet in and out of bed as we grow older that that gets tougher if we're not looking after ourselves and protein helps with that kind of muscle retention doesn't it yeah okay next up we've got eat fruits and vegetables ideally you want to aim for five portions a day or more than five portions a day and across the week you want to eat a rainbow of colors now this is purely and simply um vitamins and minerals this is this is to help our immune system and this is to help our, our body function as optimally as possible the reason we want a rainbow of colors across the week is because then we know that we're getting that kind of full spectrum of vitamins and minerals as opposed to just sticking to green beans or carrots just that one vegetable that that you like um this i feel is quite tough unless you're conscious about it so unless you're actively preparing your day five four, five a day is, is a tough number yeah I, I completely agree and i think sometimes it's it's so easy to eat you know other foods regularly in my experience like i can quite easily consume probably five five chocolate bars a day but you know um but i think also here try not to demonize food like out there a lot there's a lot of kind of good and bad foods like polarized viewpoints mm -hmm. on this and when we're thinking about habits and i know we've covered this in, in a different podcast but um try and make the better choices where you can have it accessible. You know, sometimes the reason why I don't eat fruit and veggies, is I don't buy it, like mm -hmm. make conscious efforts to have it around, make it convenient, you know, create that baseline of habit forming. Um, and then think about making better choices around it. Like, can you up it then is, is there a place where you can then maybe replace one chocolate bar with an apple or whatever, like grade it up from the basics, just make sure you've got it in, in the house to begin with um and then like go scale up from there yeah absolutely that that's that's the key is making sure it's available mm. um and to make things easier like if you want to buy prepared fruit and veg so if you want to buy pre-cut veg that's like quite a quite a good way of making it easier so that when it is later in the day and it's time to cook you haven't got to chop the peppers up and chop the onions up because you, you've already bought it diced um it's just finding ways to make life easier and, and that ties in with like the mindful eating really like it's my mindful preparation isn't it like often we we have our meals in the week that we just have like I was saying to you earlier I reflected back on my kind of meals over the, uh, the other day and realized I didn't have much veg or fruit across the day but I wasn't eating particularly poorly I just hadn't really accounted for it and it was only when I started thinking about it I was like oh maybe I could have added a bit more here and a bit more there hmm. um so make time to reflect guys like when you're habit forming when we're on autopilot you know we've said this before you fall back to your most rehearsed behavior so when you're thinking about your goal and eating enough food for your goal make sure you're taking that conscious time to think have i got that have i got that in do i need to get that in or have i had a meal with this today like ask yourself those questions um and then start to kind of back your back your habits with what you want for your goal yeah awesome Okay, next up, supplements. Supplements are to plug gaps in your nutrition and not to replace foods. I I feel like supplements are, a lot of people uh, use them as like the, the magic formula to reach their goal, when actually it's just very good marketing, very effective marketing, mm. and not necessarily a very effective supplement in most cases. 
because you need to get the basics right. Mm-hmm. And then if there are, if you do need to plug any gaps in your nutrition, then that's where supplements come in. So like, for example, the easy ones, protein. Yeah. If you're, if you find it hard to get enough protein in throughout your day, like whey protein powder or any protein powder is, is a great way to plug that gap. In your food. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and likewise with like vitamin D. Vitamin D is a supplement. Like if we know we're not getting enough sun, um, which August in England at the moment we're not. No. Vitamin D is is a, is a good way to plug that gap. But it's supplements shouldn't be relied upon, and they shouldn't be like they shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to expect to need them to get your your to get to your goal. And and the quality of supplements as well, like not a lot of them are overly well regulated are they so you could be thinking you're buying you know your vitamin d but actually it's full of god knows what with Mm. vitamin d slapped on a label so you're probably best best to advise around that but i think just think about where you're getting your stuff from and the quality of it yeah yeah just because an influencer is promoting it on instagram it doesn't mean it's ethical or accurate or effective yeah yeah uh, and I think the big overarching message here is to not over- feel overwhelmed by what to eat. Mm. Because if, if you do feel overwhelmed about your nutritional choices, the chances are you're overthinking it. Mm. Um, because I said to you before this call that, like, I believe that 99% of the population, particularly in the UK, if we were to put two plates of food in front of them, one being a, a pizza, a pepperoni pizza, the other one being um just a real colorful plate full of vegetables some carbohydrates on there a bit of meat and if i was to put those two plates in front of somebody and say like pick the healthier choice pick the more optimal choice most people would know to go to the plate with the vegetables Mm -hmm. um so i think in most cases if you can just look at what you're about to consume just ask yourself is this supporting my goal if the answer is yes crack on if if you're if you're like no, I probably shouldn't have this pizza, then make a better choice. Yeah, and especially if that choice is you know being brought to the forefront around, you're starting to look at habit forming. You're looking at emotional regulation. You know, thinking of but asking yourself those questions is really important because it helps bring things to the fore. You know, otherwise you just carry on, carry on, carry on doing the same thing and getting the same result. Whereas, like I said earlier, having Louis create this accountability saying the same thing every week out loud every week out loud trying something different every week but not taking ownership because I wasn't asking myself does this support my goal am Mm. I making the better choice in the moment here am I eating because I'm hungry or am I eating because I'm pissed off or really happy um social occasions you know I am well maybe not now I'm old but historically I used to love enjoying going out for meals drinks you know I was party central years ago and now it's more around creating the balance because knowing what you eat impacts everything it's not just about performance it's how you think how you Mm. feel how you sleep you know all of this is tied into what goes into your body food is fuel so if you're not sleeping great if you're feeling you've got brain fog at work like always think about nutrition and what's going in because it's likely that what's coming out is a result of what's going into your body yeah amazing chrissy anything else to to summarize this i think essentially eating like an adult isn't it it's 
when you are looking at your nutrition, looking at your lifestyle, looking at your health, and we're talking about health today, really think to yourself, am I making the best decisions? Am I eating like an adult? Am I eating for me? Yeah, I love that. Guys, thank you very much. Until next time, see you soon. Thank you for listening. For more content, follow us on Instagram at LP Performance Coach and at Coaching with Christy.